0: why don't I tell you a little bit about myself before I tell you about my books? Please do. Uh, it was mentioned that, uh, I'm a world traveler. Mm-hmm. I have visited 36 countries mm-hmm. and lived overseas twice, Germany and Switzerland. Mm-hmm. And that has definitely influenced the, uh, the person that I am and some of the books that I write,
1: right.
0: uh, for over 40 years, I was a system and software Uh, uh, engineer, developer, architect for really large, complex software-intensive systems, Mm -hmm. things anywhere from aircraft to uh, MIS systems, uh, business systems, you name it. And about a little over a year ago, I retired from my systems engineering work to devote myself full-time to being an author. And so I've been Writing an awful lot of speculative fiction, which mm-hmm. includes science fiction, mm-hmm. fantasy, modern urban paranormal studies, mm-hmm. uh, uh, a um, horror type novels. Cool. Basically, anything in that general genre.
1: Okay, so that's what a speculative means. It's like, uh, like speculation. Means, you know, it's
0: that or, fiction that is okay. not dealing with reality, so it's not you just standard lit type stuff. It's yeah. mostly science fiction and cool. fantasy. In fact, I like to mix the two and make it a little bit ambiguous. Mm-hmm. So that often some of my characters might, for example, think that something is alien advanced technology, mm. whereas another character in the same book might think it's magic or in some of my books they might even think it, it's a religious miracle so yeah that you is know so it, cool. it's got the unexplained in it yeah
1: and by the way uh your website is in the description box so if anybody wants to look up donald firesmith's work you have won multiple prizes you are uh, you know you're amazing so the the um, link is in the description so anybody can click on it and look at all the, your blog and your works and the artwork and all kinds of stuff. So please do yeah, so.
0: You just type Donald Firesmith uh, mm-hmm. in your search bar and you'll get my website, you'll get my Wikipedia page and cool. so on.
1: Tell us about your last name.
0: Okay. It is, I have an interesting story on that. Um, my second wife and I, when we were getting ready to, to marry, we ran into this sort of issue of, well, what are we going to do? Is she going to take my name? Am I going to take her name? Are we going to hyphenate names? Which sort of doesn't really work past the first generation. And neither one of us liked our names. Okay. And my second wife was uh, partially a Native American, And we talked about things, and we decided we'd come up with our own new name, which ended up being Firesmith. Um, And we've passed that along to some of our our children. Mm -hmm. Uh, For example, uh, my son, uh, Kodiak Starwolf Firesmith. So anyway, uh, it's an interesting thing. In Oregon, the Oregon Supreme Court ruled that you don't have to have a judge To change your name. As long as you're consistent, Mm. you can have it whatever you want it to be. Mm. So we got married. We took the marriage certificate into the License Bureau. My wife said, I just got married. Here's my new name.
1: Mm. She
0: got her new license. She turned around, handed me the marriage certificate. And I said, hi, we just got married. Here's my new name. Mm. And what's going on here? A man, you know, picking a new name like this? Wow. But, no problem, we yeah. ended up with it and I've loved the name ever since. Absolutely. It's memorable. Mm-hmm. Of course, sometimes Firestone.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right? No, I love it. It's awesome. So, uh, I had to yeah, ask you about five it. five
0: of us in the world, so if you pack Firesmith, you're gonna get one of us.
1: Yeah. Very cool, very cool. Tell us about uh, your, your time in Moscow.
0: Oh. Um... University, Ludwig Maximilian University in Munich cool. in 1973-1974 uh, school year. And during spring break, that was back when that was the only place I'd ever been, and I never thought that I'd you know, travel around the world like I have. Sure. So I decided I really wanted to hit someplace memorable. Mm-hmm. Um, and since I had spent my freshman high school year learning uh, mm-hmm. Russian, before I moved and they didn't have it anymore. So that's when I started taking German. Mm. Um, I decided I'm going to go visit uh, uh, Russia. So at the height of the Cold War, uh, I uh, flew to uh, East Berlin Berlin and toward, you know, Berlin, that was very interesting. Uh, That was back in the days of the wall. I went to Moscow and Leningrad. Mm. Uh, it was an amazing experience uh, during the height of the Cold War. Uh, since I was just a student, I was coming from Germany. I was put in one of the, the crappy uh, little mm-hmm. hotels that they put all the Eastern Europeans in. Mm-hmm. Um, a Very interesting experience. Oh, and I've been back to, to Russia. I mm. taught a course. To the Russian nuclear industry on safety and security, oh about eight ten years ago uh, and uh, oh. Moscow's changed quite a bit since the mm. cold War times
1: I bet wow well, so we don't run out of time. I really do want to get to your books i want to um, I want everybody to you know know the name and what they look like and what they're okay. what you're working on as well and So tell us.
0: Okay, um, I've written about seven or eight technical books, and then I got tired of writing technical books. Mm -hmm. They kept, you know, getting obsoleted within a year or so, Mm. and I wanted to go back to my first love, which was science fiction and fantasy. And I kept waiting for J.K. Rowling (laughs) to write some uh, textbooks like what you'd see in Hogwarts. Mm -hmm. Uh, if you'll remember that famous scene where they go in on Diagon Alley to the bookshop and Mm -hmm. there's all these magic books. I looked Mm -hmm. at that and I go, I want to read those books. And since Mm -hmm. she never really got around to doing that, my first book here, Mm -hmm. Magical Wands, A Cornucopia of Wand Lore. Mm -hmm. Basically everything that you ever wanted to know about magic wands.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. And in fact, what's interesting About that,
1: cool.
0: Is in Mm -hmm. my spare time, I make magic wands with gemstones and and all natural woods and stuff of that nature. Nice, which by the way, you can buy. Um, my next book is a book that um, I don't have a copy of anymore. It's uh, The Secrets of Hawthorne House. I sold my last copy just a couple weeks ago, and I haven't got the new ones back yet. It's a young adult paranormal fantasy uh, talking about a couple 15-year-old boys and their families. Sure. One a very normal boy. The other one coming from a family that's anything but normal. It's sort of a found family kind of uh, uh, book. And the next book I'm going to write is the second one in that uh, series. It's going to be The Secrets of Sanctuary Cove. Very cool. Next things that I started writing is Science Fiction Alien Invasion uh, books. That's so cool. So the first one is Hell Hole's What Lurks Below. Mm -hmm. The second one is Hell Hole's Demons on the Dalton. Okay. Third Mm -hmm. one is Hell Hole's To Hell and Back. Cool. And the fourth one is just uh, been published, in fact, yesterday, Mm -hmm. um, it's called Hell Holes, A Slave's Revenge. Nice. Sort of an interesting Mm -hmm. story behind these, Uh, I'll try to get through it quickly. In, uh, 2014, Mm -hmm. Russians found these humongous holes in northern Siberia, three of Mm -hmm. them, I think it was. Mm. They were, like, 200 foot in diameter, Mm. 200 foot deep, perfectly cylindrical, and mm-hmm. what's amazing about them is they formed in permafrost. So the ground mm-hmm. is like frozen rock solid right. down to a thousand feet or more. Mm-hmm. So the question is, what caused the holes? And what happened to all the dirt that was in them? Right. And there are some better theories now about what it is. Mm-hmm. But I thought... What if instead of three holes that showed up sometime during the summer Mm -hmm. in northern Siberia, what if there were literally thousands of holes Mm -hmm. that showed up overnight all around the Arctic Circle? Right. So this is an alien invasion uh, series. Cool. And the basic idea is that demons aren't mythological. They're real. And they're not religious. Mm -hmm. They're aliens who've been coming, invading us a few at a time for the last few thousand years, which is the source of our mythology. And now it's a major war. Mm -hmm. And my latest book that just came out tells the story of a boy and his family who lived in Alaska, Mm -hmm. who were captured and taken as slaves to Mm -hmm. hell. And it covers the next 23 years of his life. Mm -hmm. And I quite literally put this character through hell mm-hmm. so it's a it's a, uh, much longer in a different book than the uh um the first three it's a prequel so you don't have to read the first three to read uh the new one okay next book is an anthology of uh-huh. short stories mm-hmm. called A cauldron of uncanny dreams cool. and i actually got to read you one brief poem that starts it out okay It's called Her Mother's Eyes. She has her mother's eyes. She keeps them in the back of her freezer with her father's hands and her husband's heart. She thinks of them often and smiles.
1: (laughs) Wow, that's so cool. Love it.
0: I I wanted to see how short of a short story I could write. (laughs) I don't know if you want to call that a short story or if you want to call that poetry. And then... The most recent technical book mm-hmm. that I just did, nice. this one's called A Simulation Theory of Consciousness, mm-hmm. or Your Autonomous Car is Sentient. Mm-hmm. Basic idea is mm-hmm. that anything, whether it's a human, it's an animal, or it's a computer, mm-hmm. whether it's a computer system like your car, mm-hmm. or just the laptop that I'm running on right now. As long as that system makes a simulation of its reality, which is what we do, we're aware of the outside world, we're aware of our body, we're aware of what's going on in our minds. Mm -hmm. As long as the system makes that kind of simulation, it will be consciously aware of that simulation. Doesn't necessarily mean it's the same kind of awareness that we have, but the next time that you get into your car, just realize maybe it's aware. Yeah. So, those yeah. are my books. Wow. Like I said, cool. the the next one I'm working on is The Secrets of Sanctuary Cove.
1: I love it. We have one comment uh from Real Unique and they 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 said a few minutes ago, "Walked in on Hogwarts sounds awesome." And he's been watching the whole time. So, thank you so much for um you know, all that information and everything that, that you do and that you work on and all of your decades of, of working, you know, in computer systems and, you know, that's amazing. And I'm glad that, you know, you've been, how long have you been writing for? Tell us that.
0: Okay. I am 68 years old. I started writing as a junior in high school. Cool. I wrote at the time a lot of short stories some were absolutely atrocious some were sort of quasi passable but i didn't have a lot of life experience and i didn't have a lot of experience writing and so none of my stories got uh, told or published um then when i got to work in the real world as a software and systems engineer i wrote my first uh technical book in 1993 mm-hmm. it was published with a traditional brick and mortar uh, Publisher I wrote uh, a bunch of other books all basically uh, Practical books based on my experience working on real systems. I'm also interestingly enough a lexographer mm. uh, In other words, one of my books was actually a technical dictionary So cool. uh, what of things I can add to my resume is being mm. a lexographer someone who writes dictionaries nice and then about 15 years ago I got tired of writing the technical things, and I wanted Mm -hmm. to go back to my first love. And that's when I started writing all of these uh, novels and short stories. And right now, I'm an indie author Mm -hmm. uh, in in this area. I do have a literary agent who's trying to sell um, some of my stuff. The other kind of interesting thing, my first Hell Holes book Mm -hmm. here, What Mm -hmm. Lurks Below, I actually did have two Hollywood producers who were interested in making a full uh, movie of it wow. uh, based on it. It's not exactly the same. Sure. They hired a scriptwriter yeah. to write a script for it, and you can actually go out on Amazon and uh, you can buy a copy of the script hmm. to see uh, what you know some of my work might look like. Uh, if it was in a movie as opposed to just a book. And by the way, if any of you out there know anyone in the the movie industry who might be interested in science fiction and fantasy movies, please pass my books on to them.
1: Absolutely. No, absolutely. Thank you so much. You're a super interesting person, I'll tell you that right now. And uh, like I said earlier, you're like one of my new best friends. So (laughs) stick around uh, and 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 uh, click on the link for Donald Firesmith. Thank you so much for being here. Unfortunately, we run out of time, but you are really a cool dude, and I appreciate you coming on the show. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you, everybody, for being... Thank you for having me. Uh, absolutely. You can come on anytime. Uh, thank you so much for watching and listening to the Pink Cloud 9 Vodcast. Everybody have a fabulous rest of the day, and check out Donald Firesmith's work. Thank you so much. Bye.